Welcome to Burn After Noticing, the Burn Notice Watch Through Podcast, hosted by two folks, two fellas, well, let me two be clear. We, brave uh, we podcasters who have never seen the show before, up until at least season two, episode seven, which is the episode we're discussing today. I am one of your co-hosts, Josh, with my other co-host, Paul. Hi, I'm Paul. That's me. That yeah. was him. Wow. Yeah. Also, apparently, um, Pete Buttigieg snuck in a little bit there, it sounded uh, like. Let me be clear. Uh, if you like your CIA back rat, uh, you can keep him. There we go. <laughs> and as always, or as most of the time, we have a wonderful guest with us. Most of the uh, time, we bring a guest. And this time is no different, except for the times that we're different. But we're not worried about those times. <laughs> when we don't make the people, we don't make anyone read the book. Yeah, that, that the terrible book. book. We didn't make God, anybody read that. The books will that. never escape us. Move on. <laughs> okay, yes. Uh, you <laughs> might have seen her on Twitch at twitch.tv slash stealingvalerie or on Twitter at the same at stealingvalerie. It's Val herself. Hi, Val. How are you doing? Val. Hi, Josh. Hi, Paul. How's it going? It's so good. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Um, we're, we're, we're happy to be recording this podcast uh, in accurate social distance away from each other. <laughs> uh, we're literally in three different states. Yep. That's pretty good distance. <laughs> Which is exactly how far away you're supposed to stay from people. Uh, mm-hmm. Stay at least three states away from every human being on Earth. <laughs> Uh, yeah, in like a big way. state, not the state like Rhode Island or whatever. Yes, you have to stay at least True. one Wyoming from each person. <laughs> you got to give them at least the a Wyoming, okay? You can't have a Rhode Island, you can't have a Maryland, you got to have at least a Wyoming, okay? <laughs> I was thinking too, because our last record was on a different schedule, because we usually record on Sundays, but we were different last time, and it has felt like it's been a fucking year since well, we Yeah, because this. fucking Children of Men is real now. So that's <laughs> different. truly, truly, and folks, people are getting burned left and right, and we people kept telling them getting, not to. Yeah, we're telling them don't get burned, and they continue to go outside and go to bars and just like not act like there's a global pandemic happening when there is <laughs> definitely a global pandemic happening. And you know, we're all actually Twitch streamers here, which this is our day. This is our day of reckoning. This is our. <laughs> this it's, is it's our never. I mean, listen, okay, we'll get real here. The coronavirus is a major concern, and I, I hope for the health and the safety of everybody around the world. I think it's very important that um, you know we all follow the proper guidelines in order to to minimize the damage that's already been done and is probably inevitably going to be doing more. My thoughts are with everybody out there. That yeah. being said, it's never been a fucking better time to be a podcaster or a Twitch streamer, baby. <laughs> Woo! Let's go! Yeah, solidarity solidarity with all the grocery store workers, all the food service workers yeah, who aren't Huge. able to take off. Yeah, that actually, I did. I t- uh, I got went to one of my last grocery runs yesterday, and I told the people there like they're doing the real heroes work. Same, uh, same. You know, yeah, they are. They, they yeah, and I told them to stay safe, and I hope they do. Um, I hope everybody stays healthy through this time. And uh, you know, I will say it, it's a little bit weird that uh, this episode deals with uh, antivirals and chemicals. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting timing that this is the episode we watch right now. Yes, I <laughs> tweeted out a screenshot of that because I was like, wow, this is... <laughs> I think they even said, like, what am I going to do with all these antivirals? And I was like, oh. Yeah, it's crazy. But we'll, we'll, we will get into that. Before we do, uh, yes. Val, how's it going? What, what are you doing to stay prepared or to stay sane uh, during our, our, our sequestering of self? Um, I'm doing a lot. I'm, uh, I've gotten, uh, like, I've gotten, like, a lot of things to like just food and stuff to just prepare but also um the place i'm currently living a dorm is currently closing down due to coronavirus concerns so i have to move in with a friend 
Uh, so That'll I'm going to be moving tomorrow. And that is, that is yeah. a way to stay busy. Uh, certainly. Yeah. Uh, hope for the best there. Yeah. Again, Thanks. this, this shit's affecting a lot of people and, uh, mm-hmm. at least one of the few things that we get to do that's, that's positive. Uh, literally the least we can do is, is try to bring a little content, a little entertainment, a little something for the ears of mm-hmm. our listeners, uh, during these, uh, strange times. Yeah. What a disappointment that this is their entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> you guys thought you were fucked before, and now you're listening to this podcast. All right. <laughs> Woo! Let's go. Uh, we, uh, love no, we, we, love we, we love it. We're happy to be here. And I'm very excited to get into this episode uh, because there's a lot. Uh, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll reserve my exact opinions on it towards the end, but uh, I had a lot of fun watching it. <laughs> and I, I think you guys did, too. Yeah. And Val, we usually ask our guests to about their familiarity with the show, um, if you've seen it before have any familiarity with it at all and i know you had wanted to talk a little bit about just usa network shows in general Mm -hmm. yeah so i i really had no uh familiarity of the show prior to you guys asking me to come (laughs) on to it perfect that's the exact amount of experience we We love that love that (laughs) yeah and i'd only seen the commercials of it and even then it was just like guys in suits i just thought it was like one of those guys in suits shows like you mean like the show suits (laughs) suits yeah like the show suits (laughs) guys in suits like on suits (laughs) yeah like like on suits uh (laughs) While I watched Psych, which was the main show on USA, I watched yeah. like, with my family. So you thought it was Suits, and then they were like, Psych! <laughs> Shut <up>. Exactly. <laughs> I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> You're all quarantined with me! Yeah, I'm you not. You all have to listen yet. to this. <laughs> I also watched a bit of Monk, but Psych was the main show from the USA Network that I watched, and so occasionally. Monk is a guy that's never going to have to worry about coronavirus, always <laughs> washing those hands, you know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he's like laughing at everybody. Like same with like Doomsday Preppers must be so smug mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're they're feeling except for the ones that got low ratings. You ever see those guys that like? Well, you have an insufficient water supply. Your initial survivor time one and a half weeks. <laughs> Do they really grade you on that? Oh man, oh, oh I've never shit. seen. You're it. not. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh god. We this is a Doomsday Preppers podcast now. Shut it down. Oh no. <laughs> Don't make me watch more things. <laughs> <laughs> no, Doomsday Preppers rules. But yeah, they uh. Like they go through all the stuff and then they score you. It's like a scale of like a hundred, but eat, and there's like different weights to each category. So like food, water, uh, like some sort of other preparedness or like shelter. And then there's like an X factor category uh, for like wild card, like things that you thought of that may have been like out of the box or whatever. And they huh. score you. And they're like, if you want to fucking do better in the apocalypse, you got to bring your score up, brother. Is the X Factor category being able to do like uh, tricks? Like yes, the X Factor category is, is like being a singer, or like <laughs> if you do like magic, or like if you're a Jabberwocky. The two uh, they, people. The Jabberwockies like, seem to score very high on that. A lot. To entertain the other apocalypse people yes, uh, around you, you. Usually, if you're like a if you're like a, a ventriloquist with comedic talent, or like some sort of like if you're the amazing Jonathan, I bet you you do pretty well. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> ah, he's from Michigan. Ooh, so I remember like him being like he was like really popular locally like even when I was like a little kid so like everyone knew who he was oh wow funny dude the amazing Jonathan if you want to see some like really good old like like dumb comedy like he was insane and also very funny I yeah I remember he didn't have like a Comedy Central Presents thing I remember watching that he did like premium blends and he had had a bunch of shit like that premium blend was awesome now it's all Anthony Carbonaro or Michael oh, Carbonaro, boy. whatever. Or uh, or uh, Sebastian Maniscalco in a poster <laughs> where that involves pasta in some way. Shape, or 
all of his posters are him and pasta in like some sort of his relationship with pasta or like the microphone cable is pasta or just it's always pasta. wait what <laughs> look at every sebastian maniscalco like uh cover for like his netflix specials they're all related to pasta in some form I'm so I'm fascinated by this. him. How did he get so successful, like, so I, fast? <laughs> I don't know. It's Italian excellence. That's all I can... <laughs> I have to chalk it up to just pure Italian excellence. Thriving. I will say, like, I, I have seen him live once, and, like, he's very good at the thing he does. Like, the specific thing that he does, he's good at it. Um, whether or not it's that's good. your thing or you think it's funny mm-hmm. is different. But, like, is he, like, good at it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> he gets that much. Speaking of people that are good at, at something, we got uh, someone proved them to be good at something today uh, in this episode, and it was acting. Um, <laughs> Ooh, our t- yeah, our title character—not title character, but our burn notice man himself. I mean, he is sort of the titular character because, like, anyone that <laughs> I can't remember who it was on our on our show before said like they just called him Jeffrey Burn Notice. Yes, the bur- yeah, Burn Notice <laughs> man. I think, was it Point Click Dead or somebody just called him Jeffrey Burn Notice? It was <laughs> very funny. <laughs> Um, That's right. very accurate. Well, thank you for watching an episode for the first time. So, Val, every episode begins with a little recap of kind of what the premise of the show is. Was that enough to kind of give you an idea of what the hell was going on? Yeah, honestly, that was pretty helpful. Yeah, the, that 30 seconds of sweeping. Here's all of the information about this show. Mm-hmm. Literally all of it. Here's every character. Here's every place. Here's every setting. And uh, here's Bruce Campbell. Just so you know, he's mm-hmm. in this show. Keep watching. He's here. Yeah, I really like contextualize what every single part of the show is. So it seems like it's so. Is it from your watch so far? Is it like mostly the stories are like self contained? Because it, it kind likes of like to kind of bounce between both. Um, this season's been weird because it felt like towards the beginning it was going to be really focused on like I guess the A plot, like the who burned Michael deal. Mm-hmm. But as we've been getting into it, like especially mid season, it's been very procedural, like uh, yeah. case of the week kind of deal. And like the this B plot is usually like revolving around him trying to figure out who's making him. This like, is pure B him. plot. This is a side quest episode. Yeah. This is like one of those, like you know, like this isn't. Uh, okay, so it's not the main quest. It's not like a little side quest. It's like a guild quest. Mm-hmm. Right, it's like the thieves' guild or the dark brotherhood. Yes, like it's yeah, not it's, it's, the, it's not like a totally useless side quest. It's not the main quest either, but it's like one you can really sink your teeth into and have fun. Totally opposite from the main game. Mm-hmm. I think that this is my dark gamers. brotherhood episode uh, for the for Skyrim fans out there. This is the dark. This one is the dark yeah, brotherhood because because that's it's it's the dark brotherhood plot lines in like the Elder Scrolls games to me. Like that's like my favorite thing that isn't. Those are usually the, main, the best ones, right? Because it's not connected to the main game at all. But like you can really get deep into it and go. This was just so fun to play. I'd have to agree with you there. Well, We're, okay, glad. That, like, yeah, I watch the recap every time because it's just funny. Never fun skip music. It. If, <laughs> never folks, skip if it. You're, if you're watching Burn Notice along with us and you're skipping the intro. Fuck is wrong with you? Stop! Stop doing. Yeah, that. that's wrong. That's just bad. That's You're like watching the like show the wrong way. Intro songs. <laughs> yeah, there's there is a right and wrong way to watch Burn Notice. Yeah, for TV you have to watch the theme song or the intro. That's yep. just required. Eight simple yes. rules for dating my teenage Burn Notice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's great. Starring John Ritter. Technically, Burn Notice is 13 years old from the first season, so. Teenager. That's true. This is well. This is a twelve-year-old episode, though. It's a twelve-year-old episode, which I'm going to bring up uh, later on. We'll talk about that. The age of this episode does come into play for me. And you guys really? are thinking why? No, you're Ooh. thinking why? And so are you listening at home? That's a tease. Stay tuned. We're, d- we're doing old school <laughs> radio minx. here, baby. Doing some radio. 
<laughs> doing some good old fashioned radio. Shit, Howard Stern. Podcast <laughs> podcasters know how to do radio marks too. This motherfucker said podcasts. God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> that really uh, that really takes the meat out of that joke, huh? It was funny. Correctly. All right. So this episode opens up with uh, Fiona and Mike. Uh, just they're hanging out, having a little chit chat in the car, uh, talking She's business. She's texting. She's texting her oh, yeah, uh, no. potential Fiona's, new boyfriend. Yeah, it's freshly single Fiona is uh, uh, handling business. She's out there on flip phone Bumble. <laughs> flip phone tinder <laughs> yeah right no she's playing snake no, in what, between okay 2008 could you like log on to okcupiter match.com from one of those phones maybe did those even exist in 2008 oh hell yeah 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 because hmm. the I girl i dated like in high school his dad like met uh on eHarmony, met his wife and that was like mid- that one okay that one there are some like I, I don't know back then i was just thinking of it as like those vhs tape dating ones <laughs> oh hell yeah could you imagine uh, a fiona vhs dating tape that would be so I'm Fiona. Funny. I love yogurt and guns and murdering people with guns. Especially guns. <laughs> Especially guns. <laughs> she loves guns. <laughs> and, and speaking have- of guns, she's waiting for an arms dealer. Yes. So she's waiting for guns. Um, so Mike wants to get some info. So when we last left off, uh, Michael had to pick up a, a, a piece of hardware for one of Carla's goons. What was that guy's name? Victor. Yeah. Victor, yeah, the Victor. guy who we hated. Victor, one of Michael's nemeses now, appears to be. And uh, he got the sniper rifle, so Mike's trying to figure out what's going on with this rifle. So the deal is, let's get in contact with one of Fiona's gun friends who can then, like, get him some information on this particular gun. Uh, Enter Seymour. Seymour. Can we talk about Seymour for a second, gang? Seymour is great. This is the first time we've ever seen this guy. Seymour is literally cocaine personified. (laughs) Yeah, dude is super he jittery. He is the cocaine. <laughs> can't focus. He's just like he is, all over the place. He's got that hair where it's like kind of balding up top, but he still has like the shaggy mop going. Mm-hmm. The Fraser Crane like season yes. one. Hair. Yes. Yes. Damn, oh, that's yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, just a little more disheveled and like a little more uh, like hang like 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 Fraser was like kept because like he wasn't partying. This is like mm-hmm. if if Fraser was partying. So like Kelsey Grammer off off yes, screen. Yes, Kelsey Grammer not on set. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Falling off stages at Disneyland. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Seymour definitely could have fallen off the stage, man. He was not Yeah, in no, good that's state. that's very unbranded. He, was, he for was sweating, he came out of here and he's like, Listen, bro, I got this fucking great idea, okay? I know everyone's got this coronavirus right now, but hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. If you do six lines, if you do six, just exactly six, it will fucking shock your system. It will fucking take all the coronavirus out of there. Listen, give me five thousand dollars for my advice. Come on, 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 come on. <laughs> Caller, I'm listening. Come on. <laughs> Caller, come on. Oh god, just imagine being in a bathroom at like one in the morning with fucking Seymour and you just have to keep talking to him because he's giving the shit away for free. He's like, fuck. He's just talking and he's like, man, my fucking Corvette, dude. Fucking 2008. Brand new shit, man. You can't even fucking get that, man. It's factory fresh. And you're just sitting there like, ah, oh, I get it, dude. Just fucking give me the mirror already. Come on. <laughs> Sounds like a very real world life uh, example. Yeah. <laughs> it's a way too specific a story. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that was yeah. long. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not... I'm definitely not fucking telling on myself at all. <laughs> okay. Don't burn yourself. Don't burn. Don't get, Don't burned. get burned by talking on your own podcast. <laughs> all um, right. So, so Seymour wants to help maybe, but uh, he's let's uh, spoiler. He's not super reliable. Mm-hmm. No, he, he's like, uh, he keeps calling the Bulgarians that he's dealing with Ukrainian and he's like 
very all over the place. He's like waiting for, he's like, wait, let's, this deal. Let's back up to this whole thing. Michael just wants to talk to the guy and mm-hmm. he just all of a sudden gives Mike a gun and he's like, nope, walk to not walk up to this arms deal with me, bud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're my new bodyguard. Basically. <laughs> yeah, he was just going to, he just got like put into being the muscle for this dude. Mike's like, what the fuck? Yeah, all of a sudden he's just put into put into this thing. I was confused. Like, why is he? Is, is this like a thing that happens? Is he he just ends up on beaches and stuff? All the time. yeah, that is pretty pretty. Basically common. every episode. <laughs> pretty much, he's pretty much getting shot at like on sand. Every episode. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it follows like a pattern of like he's trying to get information about the bird notice, and then while he's doing this, he gets wrapped up in another like weird plot, like somebody from his past or somebody comes up and is like, "Hey, I've got a good job for you. I heard you help people." <laughs> and like they derailed like Michael's plans like more than I derail an episode of this podcast. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like they really it's like on shit, theme. shit did not go well like from the fucking jump. Like right from this, right? So it starts yes. right here and like everything's just already turning to shit. Like they're getting shot at. Michael's unwittingly the muscle for this like cokehead gun guy. Uh Fiona's got fucking dates and Michael's like got to deal with his ex-girlfriend being like, "Yeah, I'm about to go get fucking plowed, bro." <laughs> <laughs> So, like, yeah, Michael's just not having a good day, like, right from the start. It's one of those deals where, like, you know, when you wake up and, like, shit starts going bad, it's only going to snowball. Just go back to bed and call it. Just wait till tomorrow. I fucking hate that. (laughs) That happened to me the other week where it just seems like the universe is here to mess with you. I mean, Josh, the universe literally is here to mess with you. We're Mm -hmm. in the middle of a global pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally what's going (laughs) on right now. actually happening. Apocalypse shopping's kind of fun, though. You know, in a way, I just wish I would have more guns. I wish yeah, I, I know, right? had more guns. That's all I want, you know? And <laughs> more guns. Look, Fiona, we should have just... We should. We need our own Seymour right now. I mean, you're in Arizona. You could basically get a Fiona-sized arsenal, like, right now. It's true. Yeah. Like, no problem for me. <laughs> yeah, it's super easy. We can just get you some bump stocks, and you're good to go. I go to the QT, the quick trip, and they're just like, here's a gun. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Ohio's probably also pretty lax. I haven't looked, but probably. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure as about Ohio. Illinois, like, you have to do a bunch of annoying shit. I, oh, also, I have done my research. <laughs> <laughs> also, I looked up uh, the start dates of Match.com, OkCuban, okay, eHarmony. Do you want to <laughs> Did you it? really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. So, so guess which one started first? Uh, first. My f- I would think I'm gonna eHarmony. I'm Match.com. You're, you're correct. Damn. Hell yeah. 1995. Wow. Oh, wow. That's, mm-hmm. pretty, that's early that's on. Yeah. yeah. And OkCupid okay, is 2004. All right. Earlier than I would have thought. And eHarmony is 2000. 2000. Okay. okay. So I figured eHarmony was one of the first ones, too. I mm-hmm. thought it was. Yeah, I totally would have guessed. Yeah. Well, I did guess it. Wow. Look at that. Online dating has been around for a minute. Holy shit. A long time. Yeah. yeah I mean, that makes sense. Like, as soon as the internet became a thing, people were like, how do we use this to fuck? It's <laughs> very true. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's like why Mark Zuckerberg made all that money. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, how, we need it's to like, yeah, All people are going to want to do with this thing is try to fuck each other with it. All right. Perfect. <laughs> Um, and now we just need robots to actually fuck, and then we're good to go. We can be social isolation all the, all damn day. <laughs> Speaking of people that fuck, uh, Fiona springs into action. <laughs> There's your segue. All right. No. <laughs> wow. So they got better than most of mine. <laughs> well, they got to uh, they got to get out of there now. They're getting shot at. So everybody bails. They have this little car chase, and then Michael goes into like the most John Madden like spy breakdown of like the entire series. Where it was just like, uh, when you're driving against an off-road car, it's better to get on the road. Uh, you want to be able to do a thing that they can't do. <laughs> like, he literally said that. Yeah. <laughs> you got to was... be able to do something that they can't do. 
It felt like a video game narration. <laughs> it, I mean, a lot of it does feel like that, but this one was like, this was literally John Madden be like, oh, I think whoever scores more points is going to win this one, Pat. <laughs> yeah, that, like Magic Johnson does the exact same thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, yeah, so that there was same that. The uh, and then we get, uh, we get our opening credits. Um, and then we come back from the opening credits. Josh, we got a friend from season one. Yeah, Virgil, the uh, kind of... Uh, he was like he was like well he was like maybe he was a one of, northern he was one of sam's Florida. old seal buddies right yes so he was one of yes. sam's old navy seal buddies and he got involved in some stuff um you know he was like it was like with those uh was it the drug dealer guys the 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 runners the jamaicans right the, yeah it was the jamaican yeah, people. the fa- the guy with the really bad fake jamaican accent yes where yeah, it was yeah, just like so. this guy's not jamaican. and he was also trying to bang mike's mom or was banging mike's mom yeah, he was staying with her with his mom as like a safe place. Which, like, come on, Madeline fucks. We all know Madeline fucks. Um, we're gonna talk about Madeline not Valerie, but what did you feel like? What energy did you get off of uh, Michael's mom, Madeline Weston? She she seemed like um, yeah, she seemed like a woman who wanted to date. She, she, she really uh, wanted to you date. Know, <laughs> she knows what she wants. Mm-hmm. She's cooped she up in the house all day. She wants Virgil. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Especially during now. Yeah, everyone's cooped up. Everyone's inside. You know, boomers are in a precarious time, especially in Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, get it in while you still can. You're all going to be dead soon anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why retirement homes were already, right? I mean, that's like usually oh, yeah. the stories always come out like um, a lot of the retirement people are getting like hepatitis because they keep fucking. Yeah, <laughs> STD outbreaks in uh, in retirement homes are more common than you'd think. Wait. Oh yeah. Really? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, that is absolutely I mean, true. I don't think any of them use condoms because they're just like, well, we're old, and yeah. so they just like fuck around. Yeah, and then they'll just start, you know, because everyone's fucking everyone. It's like high school. <laughs> or like Olympic villages where all the athletes yes. are just fucking each other. Olympic village, everyone's fucking each other. Wow, the Seinfeld episodes, like the pen, have a whole new meaning now. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Very accurate. <laughs> so yes, we get, and he gets a he gets a nice lower third. He gets that former client lower third, which I thought yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, everybody gets a lower third, as you saw, Val. Everybody gets introduced with like a little little snippet, arms mm-hmm. dealer, former client, etc. Yeah, yeah. So we got that, and Virgil's got a job. Virgil's got work. He's got a problem. Uh, it's this. Uh, it looks like a, a, fr- a daughter of his old friend uh, is in some shit because she was like doing some humanitarian stuff, and pirates took her drugs, it's as like, they are want to do. Just literally, just fucking. Oh, pirates took the pharmaceuticals. That's our that's our plot this week, folks. Pirates took the pharmaceuticals, <laughs> and it's like such a it's such a throwaway line too. Like you wouldn't really. Oh, Michael, that, uh, we got this job you for you. These pirates, they're uh, over here on the seven seas. They swashbuckled. Michael. I'm going to have to put uh, Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, Pirates Life for me. Ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh, a vest. Michael, we're on the seven seas. We're going to sing a too shanty. too late to alter course. Why is the rum gone, Michael? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Let me throw in Johnny Depp real quick. Oh, my God, yeah, just... <laughs> And wait, wait! Oh God! What was that line about the remembering Captain Jack Sparrow? Fuck! <laughs> I wish wait, I knew. What? I wish I knew more dialogue from Pirates of the Caribbean for this bit. <laughs> I just know stuff from the actual ride. Oh, that's good too. Savvy. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Back on those rails. I did not expect us to talk about Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> on this. Well, this episode is about yeah, pirates. Fun. How did you expect that not to happen? It's a great ride. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Which pirates did, did you Walt think we Disney would talk about in an episode about it. pirates? Is my question. The pirates of Penzance. 
the pirates of Penzance, or uh, just Somalian pirates, or internet the pirates piracy. who don't do anything from Veggie Tales. Oh wow! Oh yeah, Christian I remember pirates. that movie. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, they made a movie. I, that's crazy about that. I remember actually seeing that, and I didn't grow up with Veggie Tales at all, and I was so <laughs> confused. And oh really? Like, this sucks. Oh yeah, I went to a Christian school, so I was very up. familiar with Veggie Tales. Yeah. Do not show your children VeggieTales. That shit is weird. Mm-hmm. It is fucking odd. I think they rebooted it, too. <laughs> Stop. I mean, because, like, the, the, the money fountain for those Christian endeavors never ends, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can always find evangelical money to make that shit. So it'll always be there. And, it's yeah, it's really cheap animation, too. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Music, so though. we got Virgil. He's got a job. We got pirates. Um uh, Michael doesn't want to take the job, and Sam tells him, oh, but we're gathering intel and doing tactics. Michael, that's why we got into this in the first place. Get the thrill of the job, Michael. Michael's I, like, all right, cool. I don't know what it was, but I think I saw, like, in the description everything before and after about the pirates, but I must have, like, just... I just had, like, a uh, tr- train of thought that went away because i did not notice that in the line i don't know you can zone out easy in this show and miss like a lot oh, yeah. of exposition I, uh, that they I, throw I your way tactics we like, do it all in, the time in, in capital letters because he, he really emphasized that he wanted to gather intel and do tactical infiltrations and shit like he just started getting into op- like tier one operator mode like real quick <laughs> yeah remember sam axe is an ex-navy seal so like when he gets this work he's like fuck yeah dude let's do it <laughs> Yeah, he's all about it. He's and got it's his, his seal buddy, buddy with him, you know, so he's getting all revved up. You know, him and Virgil are talking about the old days when they used to, like, fucking, I don't know, like, napalm Laos or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the East, like, East Germany shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, because he was stationed. He was a Cold War guy, so, yeah, yeah. yeah he was doing all kinds of weird shit there. I like to think that Sam was a low-key double agent because he was, like, banging some really hot Russian KGB chick. That's, like, what I think of. Natasha. Like, I think when we when we end up getting to the movie The Fall of Sam Axe, it's going to actually make him, like, cooler and, like, more sympathetic to the causes than we think. Watch. We think he's Com- anti-commie, but actually... Comrade he's like, Sam. Like, he's a backdoor comrade. Mm. Okay. Head. Hopefully. It's a good prediction. Let's see if that and works it's only, out. But it's only because he wanted to, like, bang a really hot, like, communist chick. That's the only reason why. Well, it is like a, lo- a reason like a lot of guys do now. Yeah, and it's also the reason so many girls <laughs> work for Bernie, right? They just do it. We went full circle. Oh, uh, the Bernie. That's that's the media told me that the only reason girls like Bernie Sanders is for all the boys, because all the hot boys love Bernie Sanders, which is true. That part's true. It makes you more attractive for sure. It's true. Supporting Bernie Sanders makes you physically hotter. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if anyone that's out there that knows that. It's like, so if you're supporting Bernie, you're actually a hotter person. <laughs> Pretty cool stuff. Like all of us, we're hot. Oh yeah, this I mean everybody who's been on the show is everyone who's been on this show is very hot. Hot as hell. Very hot people on this show. Uh, that's why it's an audio podcast. Are we like kind of secondhand sexually harassing people right now? No, we're just telling everyone they're hot. It doesn't okay. compliment. Telling people they're hot that's is true. That's true. well that just sounds like a bad excuse though. Like there's like what, can't take a compliment? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, not at that other all, all of our former guests funny. should smile more. <laughs> oh, oh my Jesus god. Christ. <laughs> bad platitudes, bad platitudes. Someone talk about this episode of Bernie. Uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, Marcella's the client. Uh she they, they meet up with her and they learn about these uh these uh drugs that they're smuggling or yeah, they're stealing. Uh, can we talk about the, let's talk about the client, Marcella, aka well, we couldn't afford Carla Gugino, so Who's that? <laughs> You didn't. You can't tell me that this the this girl didn't remind you of like uh, like market correction Carlo Gugino. 
I'm not sure who that is. Oh, uh, the, the mom in Spy Kids. Uh, yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. I was going to say Entourage. I don't know if you're an Entourage guy. I don't know if you're I've about never. That. I mean, I've seen a few episodes, but not very. She regular. played. Uh, she played the main characters like uh, agent when Jeremy Piven wasn't his agent for like a season or two. Okay, Val was on the, Val. Good, good with the Spy Kids. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, now I'm that I have context yeah. for. She's, in, she's like, it's, she's one of those people. Like, she's such a worker. She's in so much that like you like when you try to think of what is the one thing I'm going to say like they're from. Like, there's just too much. As in, yeah, there's in so head. many. Like, she was also in like the first season of Spin City for like seven episodes. Oh yeah, she was in the Watchmen movie. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's in so much. I mean, she has nine. She did credits. look very familiar. Oh, fucking Sucker Punch, which is like, like oh one boy, of, one of the best terrible movies. Um, I couldn't finish. I not a fan of that at all. At, you know, it, at least it was like a backdoor, uh, like audition for how great Oscar Isaac was going to be. Oh uh, yeah, actually, because like if you watch that movie, you're like, oh shit, well that guy's good though. And then he ends up being Oscar Isaac. It's Oscar Isaac, baby. Yeah, that, that, but still, I, like, I mean, me. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. I'm not the I haven't the seen the movie. Of, you never seen Ex Machina? That shit rocks. No, that's a good-ass movie. Oscar Isaac. Oscar, no, he's good. I mean, when he's not Poe Dameron. Yeah, I mean, I didn't say Poe Dameron. Maybe his finest role. Actor, yeah. you know? I mean, all of his, like, it's not like he got a good script for the Star Wars movies. <laughs> it's not like he got something he could fucking what? sink his teeth into. What? I don't believe you. <laughs> well, I think it was a that was a, it was master class. Poe Dameron is the new Han Solo. Yeah, totally, absolutely, I agree, a hundred percent. All that's true. Uh, Burn notice. Yeah, we. <laughs> so they get their they get their little mission. Um, Virgil is now moving in. Now we have, it's bro bro household. So yeah, it's basically and, and even before that. There's like a party. little there's like a little breakaway where we check back in on uh, on Seymour real quick, and. This is great. Like, I love that, like, scene where, um, like, you check back in. They're, like, talking. And he's like, hey, go wave to that guy. And Mike's like, oh, it's the dude that shot at us. And the guy gets out of the car and just starts shooting at him in broad daylight. Just yeah, the Bulgarian standing dude. Standing in the middle of the street, just bucket off shots at a Corvette and nothing. Like, and again, the cops don't show up until they're explicitly, specifically called for a specific action in this show. Mm-hmm. God, uh, yeah. Speaking of, like, we were just talking about how this show follows so many tropes. They love the at the end. There's another one, and we'll we'll get to it. Oh, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Jesus, they love that. Yeah. Also, uh, I want to I want to call Sam Sam X out. Speaking of harassment, uh, Michael explicitly told Virgil, "Stay away from my mom, dude. You're too dangerous. You're always people are always trying to kill you, and I don't want my mom to get shot at for it." Which is like a yeah. very fair request. Like he's in like some deep shit, and like not to like bring his loved ones into it is like not an unfair thing to ask of somebody, right? And then you got the next fucking scene. Sam's like trying to run interference to like they could hang out, and it's like, dude, Michael's supposed to be your best friend. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah, like, Sam not, is. It's very not dude's rock behavior, and I just needed to call it out. I think you're right to do so. Yeah, like. It's tough because, like, yeah, there, there's always a thing where, like, Michael's trying to keep his mom from a certain thing, and his mom's always pressing for information, and she gets frustrated. She brings pies because she mm-hmm. knows Virgil's hanging out. Yeah, if you if you didn't notice, Valerie, she's, like, low-key manipulative. Like, she has, like, a, that kind of passive-aggression mom style where, like, she calls Michael over to, to move some stuff into the garage, and she's Michael's like, so why am I really here? And she's like, okay, well, what's up with Virgil? <laughs> like, all, she's always has, she, like, literally has an agenda all the time. There's nothing that doesn't have an ulterior motive. <laughs> Hmm. But like, she she yeah she says she baked a pie. She's like, well, I sprinkled cinnamon on it. <laughs> well, there's another there's another <laughs> thing we can add to the list of things Madeline Weston can do while smoking a cigarette: making pie. 
<laughs> oh, that that pie for sure smell is has like butts and just smells like smoke. That's a special <laughs> cigarette accent. pie. That's a special accent to it. That's how it's so good. It's a nice smoky cherry pie. <laughs> Hell, I could eat. I, I mean, I like smoky stuff. So it's like you know. You know what's funny? Bet, yeah, just last night, I was talking in, a, I think, in a Twitch chat about. Um, I made a grilled uh, pumpkin pie once. It was a uh, I like I found the recipe on a barbecue pit boys video on YouTube, and I just kind of adapted that. It's like a like a pumpkin pie that you cook like on indirect heat on like a charcoal grill, and uh, you just rotate it, and it turns out really really good. Hmm. That's crazy. I've never. Heard I know of it that. sounds strange. It's great. You get this. I know. I can see that working. Um, and you use a little bit of fireball in the mix, like for some of the cinnamon flavor. It's fantastic. Hmm. It's like a roasted, like yeah, roasted pumpkin. I could yeah. see that working. Oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah, surprisingly good. I made a couple of them for Thanksgiving one year uh, for a potluck, and they were a huge hit. Hmm. Oh, I love our podcast about. I pies. think you know what we'll do. I think we're gonna. I'll find that video and we'll link it in the description. We'll link the. <laughs> folks, we'll link a you pie gonna, you recipe. You guys need stuff to cook. Look, look. Our, our listeners need stuff to do. You need recipes. You need to eat. You got to think about food and things you're going to do with canned goods. Canned pumpkin is out there. You know, you need a recipe for that. You got a pie crust lying around. It's exactly. You got whipped cream. You know what I'm saying? It's comfort food. You got got some extra booze. You got some fireball on you. You know, we're going to take care of you. We're here to help. I like that. I was thinking about making a key lime pie. This show always makes me want to make a key lime pie. I love key lime pie. That's a a good ass pie right there. Valerie, what's your favorite pie? I was just going to ask that. (laughs) (laughs) I'd probably say a French silk pie. Ooh, Ooh. that is a high tier pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't get that enough either. Yeah, that's high level stuff. That's advanced. I like it. I think my favorite would probably be pecan. Ooh, Ooh pecan. Nice. Good old bourbon good. pecan pie is just. That is a really good pie. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, that's that's a tough one for me. I'll say right now, um, a a local uh, uh, great. Uh, 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 food vendor uh, who I've probably talked about on this podcast before, Boogie Dog Chicago, made mm. Shamrock Shake Pies Ooh. outside of this wrestling event I was just at, and uh, it was like a Shamrock Shake Pie with uh, like an Oreo crust. Unbelievable! It was so good. Um, <laughs> I could talk about it forever. Sounds good. <laughs> it's just wonderful stuff. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with that pie for now. Um, also, yeah, shout out to the pies Chicago, that used to be at Burger King. <laughs> oh, Burger King pies were good. Oh, yeah. Like the Burger King Oreo pie. That's a good pie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whataburger oh, yeah. has some good ones. Hell, yeah. So, yeah, if you're in Chicago, check out Boogie Dog. They can like they do delivery and like food pickup. Uh, if you need more information, DM me. Uh, anyways, back to Burn Notice. So we got Sam trying to get uh, Madeline and his buddy laid. Uh, you got Michael getting shot at in broad daylight. And then you get Sam uh, putting on the Chuck Finley. It's Chuck to, Finley. Yeah, to lure out to lure out Gerard, yes. who's uh, the pirate. Yeah, the pirate. He's the pirate king. <laughs> he's the pirate lord. Have Yar. you? So the the actor who plays him, I don't know if I've seen him in anything else. But you do. Do you know his real life name? What is it? <laughs> Max Martini. Matt Mar. That's a good name. Max Martini. Max Martini. Max, Max Martini. Max. Oh, he it's was in. Oh, he was insane. in Thirteen Hours. He was in Captain <gasps> Phillips. He was in Captain movie. Phillips. So he's, he's a pirate. He can't. He, well, the pirates are all Somalians in that movie. No, I know, but that's hilarious. <laughs> but he is in it. Yeah, he looks like a guy who could like play tier one operators and everything. You know what I mean? Oh, a hundred percent. He yeah. was in the, a TV series called Zombie Basement. Oh yeah, he's in fucking Pacific Rim. Now I remember him. Okay. That's probably what. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. He did look familiar in some way. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a that guy. This show loves to have their that guys. Um, he was ours this week. Um, 
so yeah, he he's like doing you know the and Mike does this whole thing about how you know partying is like good when you're the boss because you like make people want to fucking do more pirate piracy when they're like drinking and stuff. Uh, yeah. Sure, whatever. <laughs> he was in My Little Pony the movie. Yep. So and then he says also he also says it's a great team building exercise for me. I love that. Fight. Yes, the bar fights as like a team builder. Our work does that all the time. Yep. This is just the most neoliberal <laughs> shit. Just like we're mm-hmm. talking about how we can turn bar fighting into team building in corporate America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that seems like some that seems like a pop up thing that they would do. Would be like with all these like escape rooms and axe throwing. There'd be like a, a simulation bar fight. Yep, simulated mm-hmm. bar fights where they're like they're wearing like those big sock and bopper hands. You're just throwing yeah. bottles of beer. Yep. yep. So they're uh, so so he kind of infiltrates his way in. The guy's like, yeah, we already sold the drugs, but then uh, Sam was like, all right, well, let's be friends anyway. And him and Mike like decide they're going to do the inside. Man. And it's so funny when he's like, Michael, I need you to be my inside man. And Michael's going, uh, no, I can't be your inside man. And I'm thinking, why the fuck not? You do this every episode. This is the same plan. You are always an inside man. Yeah, he literally is always Val too. He's always putting on like accents, and the, he's from Jeffrey Donovan is from Boston, and he he put on last episode the worst Boston accent ever. <laughs> oh, oh my god! It ha- like okay, after the, I want to talk about that once we get to to more Donovan acting stuff. Um, but I have more, I have new revised thoughts on that accent after seeing this episode. I have a question: Have his accents or just his characters ever been like offensive? mildly a couple times yeah i think it's bordered on it but never like straight up never yeah yeah Uh, surprisingly not as this show is actually uh, like more woke than most 2007 tv like yeah honestly it surprises it it, it does have a like even the book kind of surprised us where it had like kind of woke thoughts on like socialism um, like uh, like two like a season and a half in it's a lot less problematic than i expected it to be wow I know, right? It really does seem like this would be like one of those shows where you look back and you're like, "This show was really problematic." No, but honestly, like yeah. even like they they did like a they did like a gay gimmick, and even that was like pretty more pretty tastefully done compared to anything else at the time. Oh huh. yeah, for, huh. oh boy, you could probably pick a million examples from 2007. Yeah, because like gay so Michael was worse. just like a regular gay dude who was just like, "Hey, whatever." Yeah, even Sam at the gay bar that one time. That's, oh, that's what I'm talking about. Remember, because Michael grabbed his wrist and was like, "Hey, my friend's hitting on you." Whatever. That's how they did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so That's it's like, meant. well, right. yeah, so like they just did this gay Sam gimmick and like it was just like whatever. Yeah, it wasn't a big deal at all, huh. which, yeah, 2007 was not like that in a lot of other parts of the, uh, other mediums. Mm-hmm. So credit to you, Burn Notice, for being uh, woke kings at Burn Notice. <laughs> That's why we're watching it. Notice. We wanted to watch it just to see how it stacked up with the today's PC culture. <laughs> That's right. Ugh. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Libs. Are you triggered by Burn Notice? <laughs> the SJWs are out in full force. Wow, I'm sorry. All right. Anyways, um, so oh, and then then we get oh after we talk about how woke this show is, the very next scene is like the the hot body ladies scene. Oh yeah, right, the parties. The very next scene is a montage of butts and boobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's Miami. I take back everything I just said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But no, he's that know, one's just for the look, fellas. Man, it's, it's Miami. It's warm, it's and everyone is doing lots of cocaine. They're all sweating, so just let let people dress accordingly. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, and no, but it's that Seymour's like uh, it's like his he's in his element. He's like a coked up dude that you don't want at a pool party. party with Seymour. I would party with Seymour. Dude makes he gets you uh, he gets you smoothies. He's got their gift with fresh strawberry smoothies, <laughs> which and and you know what, Mike. What the fuck, dude? 
just just drink the smoothie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could have right. He could have had the smoothie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Seymour absolutely. Just was being nice and was just like, "Hey, bro, like have a smoothie." He was kind of mean about get ordering the smoothie. Yeah, yeah just, just even take thing. like a sip of the smoothie. Yeah, just grab it, sip it, go. Thanks, man. Like mm-hmm. it's not that big a deal. Like Michael has, yeah, he he is not. He has he has social issues. He really does. Like he's not good at socializing. Uh, he's not good at picking up social cues. Uh, he's got a very like Larry David quality in, in that. Like he's just like fuck all that stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Curb your burn notice. <laughs> burn your enthusiasm. Oh, that's way better. <laughs> that is way better. Teamwork. <laughs> and that's now the name of the episode. Burn your enthusiasm. There it is. That's the episode title. It has to be. It has to be. Play it right here. Drop that. All right. So. They're, they're, uh, he's trying to get more information. Seymour forgot again. He tries to give him money. He's like, no, just tell me about the rifle. Don't drink the smoothie. We're out of here. Um, so now Chuck Finley approaches uh, uh, you know, the, the Pirate King again. And Sam acts as Chuck Finley. He's like, hey, I got work for you. We're going to hijack some, some steroids. And then he says, <laughs> he's like, what, like steroids? And Sam goes, more like steroids on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so stupid. Steroids on steroids. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, the the so, writer got lazy. They're like, I don't know. What this will be funny. even gave me more pause. He's like, yeah, it's new experimental stuff. Human tissue. <laughs> now, uh, what's up, Sam? <laughs> what? Where are you getting? What are you I'm doing? Sorry. Are we like Tissue's literally doing like humans? the? Are we doing the Planned Parenthood like fetus farm thing? Is that what's happening here? Or, like, <laughs> what the fuck? They're doing stem cells. <laughs> Like, is fucking Project Veritas right? Like, what's going on here? Ooh, um, I was going to say the the lab that uh, the steroids, it they got the baseball. turns out Chuck Finley's actually like a deep cover psyop with Project Veritas. Yeah. Like, a way, like trying to expose the liberal conspiracy on it super was, steroids. It was in Florida. The What was that lab called? For fucking the, Alex for Jones pops out. I'm going to be a guest star in this show, too. <laughs> Alex Jones got burned the other day. Oh, he did by getting a DUI. Whoops. <laughs> well, what a shame. You I hate to see it. Well, good news is um, eventually that body cam video is going to hit YouTube and we're all going to have a good laugh. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, you know what? Much needed. Look on the bright side, folks. Mm-hmm. Look on the bright side. Um, so, yeah, Chuck Finley's like, we're going to fucking do some robberies and we're going to make a bunch of money. And the guy's like, cool, deal. Um, but in and, and the catch is... Uh, Sam is going to hire you a, a, a scientist guy uh, to to make sure that the drugs get transported the proper way. Enter acting Jeffrey Donovan. Holy shit. <laughs> he plays a nerdy kind of scared cat. I'm I'm I lost my mind at this first couple of scenes <laughs> because <laughs> he's fucking acting you guys. Mm-hmm. He's acting his ass off and he's good yeah what was the alias's name oh 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 uh i can't remember i just kept calling him dork mike i know called him nerdy weston nerdy weston i like that (laughs) that was like it's nerdy weston (laughs) he plays like yeah this is like the probably one of the more fun aliases i can't i yeah i can't remember like what his fake name was now but it doesn't matter yeah he was playing like this this like nerdy scientist guy but he had kind of this like um like I guess, for lack of a better ter- word, like almost like on the spectrumy kind of like Rain Manny kind of thing, like a little bit of that like Billy Bob Thorntony kind of like with his like like head and neck movement and stuff. Like Billy Bob Thornton in, in Sling Blade was kind of reminiscent of that, like the way he like contorted his face and different things like that. You know what I mean? Like the, was, yeah, no, there was a lot. Yeah, of there's stuff, a lot, like, of, a lot that. of good performances. Like you can tell, like he made some choices and did some takeaways here, and like fucking did a great job. 
Like it was like a character that was like built upon and like was believable and was like and comedic and and good. It was interesting. I don't, yeah, I don't no, this like, was have any fun the, bits for it. I just like want to commend him because like it was his best performance in the series to date. I think. And you know we talked about it a little bit before we were recording. The uh, director might have a, a bigger play in that because it's uh, the Jeremy S. Chechik guy. Yes, this is a Jeremiah Chechik joint. Um, Jeremiah, my bad. Yeah, we. we this is definitely uh, something to do with. I mean, we we wanted to talk about the overall quality of this episode for sure. Uh, Jeremiah Chechik directed, as uh, some of you remember. Uh, season uh, one finale, part one, uh, Loose Ends, which is one of our favorite episodes of the entire series to date. Uh, it's a very, very good app. And he did that one. He also directed National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> that one is really good. He also directed The Avengers. Uh, the Sean Connery one. Yeah, the Sean Connery Avengers. Which is, <laughs> that's a, of course. a very funny, very goofy movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he. That's kind of his. Uh, that's kind of his like wheelhouse. It seems. Yeah, like, like, like uh, I know that's like not like a good movie, but like I, I guarantee you, like he had a shitty budget and a shitty script and Sean Connery, and he just did everything he could. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the, it like has some weird, interesting ideas in it at least. Yeah, it's one of those movies where um, I, I remember hearing a story of Peter Bonners, who was on the Bob Newhart show, and later became like a director of TV and movies. And he directed a few like shitty movies, like Police Academy Six. And I remember he said that his agent asked him, "Do, do you want to direct this movie?" But what he heard was, "Do you want to direct this movie?" Ah, uh, yeah. You hear direct oh. first, and you don't hear movie second. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very funny. <laughs> you had me at direct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, it's good though. He like he did get he did get Jeffrey Donovan to do. And even in that, I think at Loose Ends Part 1 or whatever, like, it really does apparently, like, bring out the best of him. He seems to. And, like, he has six more episodes to, uh, that he's credited for in this series, so I'm very excited to see the rest of those. He has, he has eight. He's one of the uh, most uh, used directors in the series. So that's cool. Yeah, overall, this this episode was pretty good directed. Oh, yeah. Directorially yeah, I mean, Visually, wise. yeah. It had definitely had its moments. Like, it wasn't incoherent. didn't have, like... Well, some episodes are just full of weird edits and cuts, and this one was very smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, it was put together well. And, yeah, the, it the moved performances very, were yeah, all... It wasn't... There was no, like, downtime for the most part. <laughs> yeah, the performances were all tight. Everybody was really doing their jobs. Like, Madeline was great. Like, all the performances mm-hmm. were very good. This season has... Ta- it's taken a corner. Like, it's turned a corner. Last, ep- last week was good. This one is good. Like, it's like, wow. It's like they hit six episodes in and finally the season has like found its legs. Yeah, Rough Seas is the title of this episode and that could have been an allegory for like the middle part of this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, are, we were in some rough seas but it <laughs> appears to be clearing out. The, the clouds are partying and uh, we're getting that glass like water. We're just going to glide our way into the finale. Mm-hmm. I hope. Um, <laughs> so speaking of gliding in, uh, you know, everything is going perfect for Mike. He's doing great. Um, then he's driving. Then he finds out he's got to do Gives him she he coded message to give her the uh, location. What do you think that the 
Thank you. Here's what was charting. The number one of the fuck. <laughs> this is fun. Here's what was number one for five Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Tropic Thunder, which uh, if you guys have heard me on Twitch, you know all my thoughts about that sh- that movie, and I won't give them any more. Um, <laughs> the Dark Knight was number two. Okay, um, yeah, that makes sense. It says Star Wars. Were they, were they, did they put the Clone Wars in theaters that weekend or something or that month? Was it the animated yeah, one? It says Star Wars: The Clone Wars was number three. Huh. So I guess they must have put that in theaters. Uh, Mirrors was number four. Pineapple Express number five. Wow. Uh, Mummy: The Tomb of the Dragon Emperor was number six. The third mummy movie. Uh, you had Mamma Mia. You had uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants 2. You had Naturally. Step Brothers. You had Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Oh, wow. Journey to the Center of the Earth was out. Fly Two Brendan Fraser movies? Or no, out. he wasn't in that one. That was The Rock? Uh, that uh, was... What's yeah, it, Brendan Fraser? Brendan I, Fraser. I know uh, The Rock was in the sequel. Yeah, yeah. Journey 2 something. Yeah. Uh, oh, so Wall-E then, was so that was what? Oh, Brendan wow. Fraser had two movies out at the same time. Uh, what else was Brendan? What's the last time that happened? Oh, the Mummy, the Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow, good for Brendan Fraser. He was having a good 2008. Uh, swing Vote was out at the time. Hancock. <laughs> oh my God, Swing Vote. God, yeah, that's woof. Ooh, Jackie. Oh, Hellboy Two. Wanted was still in theaters. Hellboy Two. Yep, Hellboy Two. The Golden Army was in theaters. Wow, that wow. That was it was it was low though, so it was probably towards the end of its run. Yeah, um, but yeah, I okay. So of the top ten, I'm gonna say if they were on a date, it probably was Tropic Thunder. It was or Mama Mia. It was probably Mama Mia. Yeah, I'd say Mama. There's no Mia. way she'd go see Mama Mia. Yeah, it was probably Mama Mia. I what? feel like that I does f- not I seem. Fiona like... would like Mama Mia. Really? I think yeah. so. I was thinking she'd like an action movie or something. See, here's the thing. Fiona's got the real life bloodlust. I think she likes cute movies though. Maybe I was gonna say you, that you do have a point where it's like, well, you know, separate work. From I play. think she would like. She loves. She has to love Vicky Cristina Barcelona, right? Like she's like she's a. She's like a. She's like a live laugh love girl. Loves it. Yeah, for sure. She loves. Or, well, Vicky then Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. It's sister. It's not a good date movie. Yeah. That's not a good date movie though. Yeah, I, I think it's Mamma Mia. That's that's final answer. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 Fiona skips her date to see Mamma Mia to go save Michael. <laughs> She's like, here I go again. Yeah. My, my. So, she, so she, they, they go like, they're going to go like try to stop the job, but you can't stop the job. They got to do it. Um, so they're, go, they're going to do some piracy on the fucking high seas. And we get the piracy scene too. They fucking, oh, that's a, they that's chase a down a yacht it. in a skiff. Oh, that, yeah, that was cool where he's like, it tops out at like 60 miles an hour and it gets all yeah, choppy they, they, and stuff. So they're on the, like the inflatable, like dingy. Good action scene. Honestly, the car chase, this, I was like, wow. Because sometimes like they'll hype up the music and it'll just be like a lame ass on foot uh, chase. And this actually had like car chases. Oh, no, the action with, like, scenes semi in this one were great. Yeah, we had the, yeah, we had the, we had the shooting scene we talked about earlier. We had this great boat scene uh, where they board, they do the boarding of the ship. And so you got Virgil's like the fake boat captain. So like, the plan is they're going to have Virgil be the fake boat captain. And they're going to do the fake robbery, right? So they can figure out like where the drugs are uh, once they like get yeah. back to where it's all stored. But now they find out that the pirates are planning on killing Virgil, right? So Michael thinks fast. And this was a cool thing. I like this. I like the way this was all written. So Michael was, like, yeah, comes smart. to the front of the boat and he like fake confronts him and he's like, just go with this. And he like fake shoots Virgil and Virgil jumps in and he's like, a Navy SEAL can stay underwater for three to five minutes. So <laughs> you know he's going to not die. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So Virgil goes underwater and like holds his breath for a little while until everybody bails. They get back <laughs> and uh, Donovan's still doing great. Like he's like, he, all the times he's like bluffing or just like doing this character. It's just so good. Um, 
He's doing great. The job, not so much. Everything just keeps turning to shit. <laughs> yeah, they can't. They get back to the warehouse, and there's just like tons and tons of boxes. They, like he tries to goad him into telling him where it is, where he's just like, "My rig will heat up, and if there's anything in here." And the guy's like, "Nope, we're fine." And so he, they're not getting any indication of where the fucking drugs are. Yeah. So that. <laughs> so now the 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 plan is let's get the bad guys to move the stuff, so then we can get it out in the open, right? So this is a great scene. Uh, they, they're like all the pirates are hanging out at their little clubhouse thingy, like little outdoor clubhouse cabana. And uh, Michael just comes like autistically running up like, I need my money. 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 And uh, like, they're like, no, no, slow down. We're not giving you your money. And he's like, no, dude, you don't understand. Chuck Finley's going to fucking kill us all. Yeah, you were like, I love uh, the quote I wrote down. If the devil had a name, it would be Chuck Finley. <laughs> Which, by the way, like a, a, a name as white as that, perfect for the devil. <laughs> like, I, I expect the devil to be a white man in a suit named Chuck. Yeah. That's uh, that's very, like, I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, in TV and movies and stuff, the devil's always like a white guy in a suit with, like, wingtips. Um, Ray Wise is the perfect example of. And like, a goatee. Yes. You, you always want someone who looks like Ray Wise to play your devil. Mm-hmm. That's why Reaper was so good, because Ray Wise played the devil. Imagine if Steven Root played the devil in the movie. Steven Root would be a... That's, well, that's why Barry's I so good, because Barry's the devil! Yeah. Or not Barry, <laughs> but like Barry's got... Like, uh, what's his name? Fuchs. Mm-hmm. Fuchs is the devil, right? Like that's he, and like, There's that one scene in Barry. You guys have seen Barry, right? Parts. I have not, actually. Oh, shit. Valerie, have you, have you seen Barry? Bits and pieces, yeah. Okay, there's a scene in Barry... Like you'll see it where there's a scene like specifically where they shoot Steven Root to like look literally like the devil and it's brilliant. Wow, it's so good. Okay, uh, moving on. I, we, we've talked about Barry so much on this podcast. <laughs> I if, well, like you can, when you were asking Barry, my mind went to the fucking um, money launderer. Oh yeah, you you weren't thinking about Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> the old Barry O. Yes, there is a there is a money launderer named Barry in this show who looks like. That's Guy why Barry. I was confused. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's like, uh, like dark Goku, but Guy Fieri. <laughs> oh, Goku Black. Yeah, Goku Black. He's Guy Fieri Black. <laughs> it literally, this looks like Guy Fieri. Kind of, yeah, hair, no. Hair dyed black, pretty so. accurate. I'll always appreciate a Dragon Ball Z reference. Of course, so we go from Barry to Dragon Ball and not burn notice. <laughs> also, when uh, when he fake kills um, Virgil, it's gross. The dude's like broke your cherry. Oh yeah, which okay. it was so good. It's like fucking gross. Yeah. <laughs> People who like call it that. Well, they it's are just pirates. Weird. You're expected to be at least a little crass. Mm-hmm. They literally are pirates. They didn't drink rum once. They're, I mean, maybe the rum was gone. Why is the rum gone? Why is why is the rum gone? <laughs> why is the rum gone, Michael? <laughs> what about just Jeffrey Donovan doing all his different accents? Why is the rum gone? Mom, <laughs> why is the fucking rum gone? <laughs> The socks are on. We need some fucking Captain Morgan for the fucking socks. Oh, man. Okay. And, the, and so, yeah, they, they – this is where it gets to, though. Like, I hate that they keep doing this. Like, the show does very tropey stuff sometimes. I'm, I'm really sick of them setting up these scenarios for the cops to arrive, like, right at the last Well, minute. this is a little bit different than the last few episodes where they just got everyone murdered. So, like, at least they didn't kill everyone or murder by proxy everyone this time. That's true. Some people do get collateral damage like that probably didn't deserve it. Most of the bad it. guys get murdered this season. At least this time they just you know try to bring them some justice or or whatever. You know, they just killing people like indiscriminately. So, uh, yeah, they 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 do the thing where like Chuck Finley's gonna kill you all, blah. So they got to move the stuff. So they're moving the stuff, and Sam pulls up like a big truck, and they're all like, "Oh, we got to shoot all the guys that are in the back of this truck." So they just empty out these clips of the MP5s into the back of the truck. 
And there's, of course, there's no one in there. And then while they're not looking, Michael beats up the both the dudes, and then he fucking long range with a pistol just puts a single shot into like one a shot. tiny little bag of uh, acetone peroxide <laughs> and blows up an entire truck. <laughs> a thing that definitely would happen. Yeah. It was. I will say the. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, please. It, it was a bit annoying in the narration where it was like, when you do call the police for minor crimes, you should call them at, like, was it six minutes or something? Because well, said, ben, call ahead. Yeah, because, yeah call- and he also said, because like, cause I think what they did was like they reported smaller crimes nearby so that the cops mm-hmm. would be, would be not, which is kind of, you know, it's a commentary on the uh, lack of police response times and their inability to uh, take care of the citizenry. It's backdoor criticism. They're saying that like you can't depend on a cop unless they're already close by. So again, this is where we're saying we're a little woke. Burn yeah, notice, notice is woke. Forward thinking. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, burn notice is woke. I'm gonna prove it. But they do this. They do this all the time though, where they they straight up or like they they put them in a situation where they're gonna make the bad guys look really bad, and then as soon as they dip out, the cops arrive, and then the bad guys are like, oh, <laughs> like yep. what? 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 They all slip on banana peels. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> they, they all become Jerry Lewis. Yeah, they open a door. Exactly. They, yeah, they or like a door and a can of paint that was on top falls over onto their heads. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. like, without fail. Was, I think they even. I did thought it, in the it was book, really crazy like, how the gang leader was walking and he stepped on that on that on that pitchfork and it flew flipped up. The handle hit him in the face. Oh, all those rakes that were just left <laughs> in the yard. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's. I, I like how every time you shoot somebody uh, in. In burn notice that uh, they get like the big, uh, they have this steam come out of the back of their heads, and uh, and they have like one lump that uh, <laughs> comes up. Oh yeah, like it just rises yep. up. Or like their, uh, hat, their hat lifts off. Or like every time you drop a piano on Michael, he just smiles and all the keys are his teeth. My favorite scene was when Sam drew uh, the, the, a tunnel onto the building, and all the pirates just drove into it and died. Oh, that was a classic. <laughs> oh, right, yes. Classic man, cool. classic. Uh, yeah, the there was that great, I remember that great episode where uh, where Michael got to uh, got to infiltrate the building by shooting himself over the walls with an Acme can, uh, catapult. <laughs> really good. It was pretty good. I like. Yeah, they uh, they wrote um, pirate season on a sign, and they were like, "Well, it's pirate season." Fiona's primary job in the IRA was to acquire those big red rockets that Wiley e. Coyote used to ride on the back of. I think that's what blew up the truck. Was that not? Yeah, it was that big red rocket. Wiley Coyote <laughs> rode it straight into the truck and while he was trying it, to catch the Roadrunner. Did I hallucinate or did Michael go, meet me, and then he ran away? <laughs> yeah, it, he's so fast. It's crazy. <laughs> it was ridiculous. So he just fast. dipped out. <laughs> Tune in next week when Michael's character is Speedy Gonzalez. Oh, boy. That's another, yeah, there. <laughs> talking about problematic accents. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so the explosion kind of wraps everything up. The bad guys get arrested. Um... Madeline and Virgil have a sweet little moment because Michael, like you know, lets them like you know, like love each other. Or whatever. He's like, she, yeah, he didn't want me getting involved because bullet, I tracked bullets, and he wants to keep you safe. And she's like, well, you could tell Michael, I can look yeah, out for but then, myself. But then afterwards, they wrap it up where she, Virgil's like, what the hell, Madeline? I didn't call you. And Michael's like, yeah, I did. You know, it's cool. Yeah. So he like, you know, it, Michael. Comes they always around, have this now. They, they, have their, they have their tender nice. moment. Oh, you know, we didn't even talk about the tender. Well, they were coming up on it. So. Uh, with three minutes left, we get to the main plot. <laughs> There's three yeah, minutes. Yeah, this left is where we finally Seymour finally gives some information. Yeah, well, and not easily. Trying though. all so episodes. They, so they go to Seymour's. They're walking up to the door, and Fiona's like, "I'm not missing another date for this for this shit." And without even looking at her, Michael just dead ahead. You look beautiful, Fee. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, he's very monotone. <laughs> he doesn't say anything and just lets it just lets it linger and lets Fiona kind of look over at him and just 
just great socially conscious Michael, just really getting those social cues. So good at it. Just tons of game. He's got all that game. Dude, yeah. Dude's a lady killer. Lady, like literally, yeah, I think he's murdered women, so. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think it was an actual lady, but you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, so we, they go into the house, and it's a trap. Call Admiral Akbar. Because it is a trap. Well, um, Star Wars talk. Yes. I was, another thing I didn't expect on this record. <laughs> expect the unexpected here at Burn Notice. Burn After Noticing. That's what this podcast is called. Uh, <laughs> We're hitting all the Disney properties. Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> um, uh, Star um, Wars. Fast and the Furious. Family. Uh, uh, Paul Walker. Family Guy. Uh, That's Disney, duh. right? Yeah, friggin' Lomas. sweet. Uh, 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 yeah. Be Damn you. Um, <laughs> Damn you, vile woman. Yeah. Uh, uh, go. I'm going to vote blue no matter who. It's me, Brian the dog. <laughs> or Seth MacFarlane. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right. Uh, and I'm Mila Kunis. Hi. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, wow! Yeah, this, uh, <laughs> at the end, so shit hits the fan on their uh, yeah, yeah. their so, meet, so their so rendezvous, and it's also hitting the fan on our podcast. Oh, yeah, so, so let's let's wrap this up. Michael gets gets his ass beat with a baseball bat. Uh, then he turns it around because they throw gunpowder everywhere, and they're like, "Who uh, can't uh, shoot a gun? Uh, uh, who gave you the gun? Or who who's the gun guy?" And he's like, "I don't know this gun guy. Like, uh, he wanted some stuff for the gun, and then." Uh, he killed uh, the 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 gun people that like I knew, and they burned the whole place down. You know, so uh, it's all fucked up. And the guy's name is yeah. He's like, I thought you were setting me up. And the guy's name is Bill Johnson. Bill Johnson, which is, which is definitely own, not an alias. Sure. I think he owns a steakhouse. That sounds like he's yeah. Bill Johnson's steakhouse. Yeah, Bill Johnson's uh, Bill Johnson's Bar and Grill. Uh, please come on down. Get a sixty percent off coupon on uh, Saturdays between eleven and four. Oh wait, did we talk about the scene with? Uh, when they went into the store of the guy who was like a drug, who was involved with, with the drugs and like had oh, shirts. Oh, we didn't even talk about the drug golf. Oh shop. no, we Holy didn't. Fuck. Yeah, the golf store. All right, so let's wrap this up and then we'll circle back. So that, the episode wraps up with him getting the Bill Johnson alias, and him and Fiona are like, "We got to find Bill Johnson." Boom, end credits. Mm-hmm. Let's back up. Yeah, the golf store. So they, this is when they were trying to find where the pirates were. With the so there was the golf store that was a front for a bunch of pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So this was during like the interference thing. Like well, this is what Sam was gonna try to talk Michael into going up like with him, so uh, Virgil and Madeline could fuck. And Michael sniffed it out and was like, "Nope, me and Virgil will go." So Virgil and him go squeeze this like business owner, and he's like this golf pro shop owner that keeps a bunch of illegal drugs like just behind a panel of glass in the middle of his sales floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what the fuck? And they discover it by Virgil just straight up whacking a golf ball through it. <laughs> Very fun stuff. Yes, if I were a which uh, Valerie, uh, funny you uh, should mention that the the didn't the owner of the store kind of look like Stephen Root? He did, yeah. He had a little Stephen Root uh, energy to him. <laughs> a little, a little bit Root. Kinda, yeah. yeah, yeah. He freaks out. Obviously, the the all the farmers uh, fall. Yeah, uh, Virgil and and uh, Michael really rooted out the uh, drug scheme. <laughs> <sighs> Boom! You're welcome. Oh, you got a rim shot. Good stuff. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that was also very fun. Um, I think that pretty much covers it for the episode. Anything mm-hmm. else we want to touch on there? Uh, I know. Like, like we kind of said as we get to final thoughts, uh, it moved pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so quick that I, I almost wasn't even taking notes because it was like, like so much was going on. I was just like, wow. There's like. It's usually I want to write like I we have posted a lot of funny uh, lines from the show onto the Twitter because there are like some wacky ass lines. We didn't talk about the one that you posted where he's like, um, 
uh, tourists are fat, old people are cranky, and girls can't drive. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. He's just saying like that's that's those are stereotypes you should reinforce when you're trying to like, you know, blend in or whatever. He's like stereotypes are like doing that stuff. Yeah, they is play like, good because people believe you or whatever the fuck. Right. Uh, yeah. For weird ass weird ass line, but pretty funny. Yeah. Like there are there was a ton of weird funny lines throughout the whole. There show. definitely was, and it was again really good episode. So let's uh, let's rate it. Let's rate it out of ten. What smooth smoothies? Ten smoothies? smoothies. Ten smoothies. It is. I like a smoothie. Mm. Just because or tall, just because cool Michael ones. doesn't like a smoothie, I like a smoothie. Smoothies are great. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Smoothies Out of 10 smoothies. Good. Josh, you want to go first? I'll go first. Yeah, like I was saying, um, surprised me with how much I liked it. Uh, Nerdy Weston was fun. Uh, a lot of a decent amount of Sam Axe, which is usually a good um, baseline for if the episode's going to be good or not. A um, lot of like a- actual good action scenes. Even like we were just talking about the golf scene. That was a good like way to uh, like kind of shake the... You, you know, know what? Store owner that, down. That, scene, that scene's very much felt like it could have been from a movie. Like it could have been something in like Get Short yes. or something. You know, like a yes. again tying this show back to Elmore Leonard. This show has so much Elmore Leonard stuff, and that was a very much like a scene out of an Elmore Leonard book or movie. Yeah, I mean, like two for two these last two weeks with actual good episodes. Um, I would. Pr- I don't think I'd like it as much as maybe last week's, which I gave an eight eight point five. So I think I'm going to give this eight smoothies out of ten. Eight smoothies, very nice. Um, I'll go. Um, yeah, I really like this one a lot. I had a lot of fun watching it. I thought it was really well structured, well directed. The acting was from most people some of my favorite performances, but Donovan far and away uh, his best performance in the series from everything we watched so far. Um, I can't give it perfect because we didn't get any closer to, to where Ghislaine Maxwell is, and we didn't get Michael and Sam having sex, which are I'm sorry, not Mike. Oh boy, could you imagine that? <laughs> oh, Whoa. that's your fan. That's, you get your fan. That's fiction. a fan fiction. Twenty out of ten. There's that's probably a fan out fiction 10. out there. But no, Fiona and Mike uh, didn't bang, so I can't get a ten. But it's a nine for me. It's nine smoothies. It was great. Okay, I really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, one of my favorites of the entire series. Honestly, loved it. Wow, high praise. I mean, yeah, like you said, the director has knocked it out of the it's park. Val, this is your first episode. Yeah, this is. What, what would. What was your thought? My thoughts. Uh, so um, I felt it was really well directed, like really solid directing. Like from his experience with Jeremiah's experience with like Christmas Vacation, you could tell that he has like genuine like directing skills, like how it was staged and how well they were able to do with such like a small TV budget. But I also liked how like Jeremiah, like how she, how he actually does like direct shows, like television shows, and not like. That this was before all television tried to be prestige and tried to be shot like movies. And yeah. I feel like it knows what it is and what it's trying to do. And I really like that about this. It really... I miss this era of television when procedurals could still just be like television. Like they're just they're just supposed to be television. I Absolutely. miss that. And Well put. Uh, I liked the nerd acting. It kind of reminded me of like... What's his name? Eddie Deason from uh, Polar Express. Okay. The nerd, the nerd hmm. voice guy. Yeah. Okay. And like, and also like, and like how, <laughs> honestly, like how like the trope of the nerdist in like '80s comedies and stuff. And yes, so, yes. Um, uh, yeah, I just enjoyed uh, this episode. I. I was kind of going to go a little bit low, but after talking about it for this hour, I'd say I'll also give it an 8. All right. An 8 right. movie out of 10. That's solid. It's very solid. I love to hear it. Fantastic. Well, um, 
we gave it an eight. I want to read a review that is a nine out of ten. That's also okay. agree with me. Um, yes, and for my MDB right. So there's parts of this this review I definitely agree with. It's kind of a fun one. Um, it's a little bit backhanded, but uh, I think you'll kind of hear why. This is from IMDb. It's by a underscore different underscore drummer, a different drummer, not the same drummer, a different drummer, and it's titled Donovan Can Act. And that's okay. <laughs> that's what it's called. Donovan Can Act. Every series is written, or every sentence in this is written double spaced. I want you to know that. Like, there's double spaces. Like each sentence is a new paragraph. That's how it, that's structured. I just want you to know that as we go in. <laughs> okay. Let's be honest. Burn notice, all capital letters. Burn notice is one of those quote unquote finds for lucky viewers. A solid series, fun, action, nice characters, good scripts. You can see why it developed a loyal fan base over seven, in parentheses, count them seven seasons. <laughs> count them. But this episode is a standout because Donovan actually gets to act. You see, Donovan is one of the many, many stars who connects with one hit series, and you basically never see them again. Think he says, think a male version of Anna Torv, which is a really bad idea to start with. Then he says, uh, sometimes you watch these one-hit wonders and you wonder what else they have in them. What Stallone and Rocky Balboa called quote something left in the basement. Guess what? He can act. That's the end of the review. Wow. <laughs> that was in February 2016 when Fargo has already been out. No, okay. So, uh, that, yeah, like usually the IMDb reviews are very weird. Yeah, that one's like, I mean, it's it's pretty weird if you just look at it and just like read it like visually. It's it's pretty weird too. Yes, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, the, the content was fine, but yeah, written it's written a little strangely. Uh, so, thank yeah. you, a different drummer, for your thoughts there. Um, that's pretty much it. Besides plugs, right? Anything else we want to get? We want to talk about today? Um, maybe just Val. Do you think you're going to watch any more yes. Burn Notice? Yes. Continue the Burn Notice journey. Um, I feel like this is, honestly could be something I watch like as I'm like winding down at the end of the day. Yeah. I I did. Right. I do think that the narration is something that I'd have to get used to. I I wasn't huge into that. It takes getting used to. That's mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, this is like a chill. 2000s TV show, and I kind of like that. Awesome, awesome. Well, glad to hear it. We will definitely be continuing our journey watching Burn Notice. We're going to watch every episode. We're going to get through this whole damn series, um, and we're glad that you're all along with us, and we're glad you joined us for this particularly great episode, Val. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Is there anything you'd like to plug before we get out of here today? Uh, yeah, so I'm... Uh, I'm stealing Valerie on everything, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, Letterboxd, and also I have my own podcast that's coming out at some point in the nearest future. It's called Comedy Plus Time. All right. It's going to be about comedy Anything you want to say about it before uh, while, while we're here? Anything you want to tell people about it to tease? Uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be about comedy history. So we're going to do like dollop style deep dives on stuff, and also oh, wonderful talk about movies and shows probably. Awesome. And uh, I listened to a ton of the dollop lately. I've been back on that kick. Yeah, it's it's so good. And oh, yeah. we're gonna have guests on, and I'd love both of you to be on the show. And absolutely. Oh, anytime. Yeah. Hell yeah. And so, yeah, that's about it. Oh, I love the name, too. That's an awesome. That's a really Thanks. good name. Yeah, that's good. 
We we um, we definitely know about uh, carrying your podcast on the strength of a name. <laughs> <laughs> something, That's what you start. You start name, then you go. We are experts. Uh, as I pull my bong out to come up with another title. <laughs> ah, <laughs> woo! Let's go. All right, uh, plugs. You can find me on Twitch, Twitch.tv/thickflare. I just started playing NBA 2K20, and it's really fun in the career mode. Please join me. Um, and you know, there's no real basketball to watch, so <laughs> you know, it's the best. You're you not got. watching any real basketball. Come on and join me. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at ThickFlareTTV um, and listen to you know this podcast. Uh, and that's all about I got to plug. Josh, what do you got? Well, I've got our show account at BurnNoticePod on Twitter where you can check out some of the screenshots from this very episode, taking out of context, which is always fun. Um, you can also email us at BurnAfterNoticing at gmail.com. Uh, just another way for you to interact with your favorite show on Buzzcast. If it's not your favorite show on Buzzcast, please change your mind. <laughs> That's right. You. <laughs> Make this your favorite show. Stop being. Uh, you know what? If if another Buzzcast podcast is your favorite podcast, that is acceptable because we love our Buzzcast family. If your favorite podcast is not a Buzzcast podcast, good. Yeah. Now we have a problem, and we might have to fight. Exactly. We're we're gonna be on um. Uh, what the fuck with Mark Maron pretty soon probably. Hey there. Yeah, uh, we're blowing hey. we're blowing up. Hey, here you guys. guys man. Is Bruce Campbell one of you guys? Is that what you did the fucking podcast, <laughs> man? <laughs> you imagine Mark Maron and Bruce Campbell. Who are your guys? Well, Jeffrey Donovan's a guy. Let me tell you. <laughs> that guy, he's something. Jeremiah's well, the guy. Hey guys. Jeremiah's are you tired of getting guy. a burn notice put on you by shadowy government agencies? Oh, boy. So look forward to that. Um, <laughs> apologies once again for canceling our big 100,000 sold-out AT&T Stadium live show no because of corona. No refunds. Sorry. Yeah. But you can find me at Shake and Bakey pretty much everywhere, much like Val. I'm pretty much that on everywhere. So if you look that up on Twitch, if you look that up on Twitter, you're going to find me. Hooray. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, That's. Uh, I think that's all we got for this week, huh? I think that... About puts a wrap once again. Thank you, Val, for joining us. You lucked out because sometimes people get some really bad episodes. Yeah, once in a while, uh, it can be a little bit rough. Uh, <laughs> this episode was titled "Rough Seas," but it was smooth sailing all the way, baby. <laughs> wow, what a way to end it! <laughs> ah, there's only one way that we can always end this podcast, and that's by saying, "Don't get burned." Don't get burned, folks. Stay safe out there. Hunker down. Listen to podcasts. Don't get coronavirus. <laughs> Later, everyone. Bye.